Get everything you need for your next project today at Menards and save big money. LP Smart Side products are the number one brand of engineered wood siding. Smart Side trim and siding offers long-lasting performance and delivers the warmth and beauty of traditional wood. Save big money today at Menards and LP Smart Side products. Plus, visit Menards.com to view the weekly flyer and check out all of our great deals happening this week. Save big money at Menards. They seeing you, Dominic, you know. When people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say, you need to talk to Dominic Carter, because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 22 and 27. 22 and 27. The ages of slain NYPD officers Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora. Jason Rivera, 22 years old. Wilbert Mora, 27 years old. Mora, as you just heard in the headlines with Bob Brown, the second cop shot in Harlem, has died after remaining on life support so his organs could be used to help others live. Mora had been clinging to life since he was gunned down along with his police partner, Jason Rivera, during that ambush while on a domestic disturbance call Friday. This, as a man, whips out a gun and shoots a patient in Jacoby Hospital's emergency room area Tuesday afternoon throwing literally the ER into lockdown in a wild incident where every second is caught on video. This is what a witness told NBC4 New York. Everybody that was a patient that was sitting there waiting to be seen waiting for their loved ones already in the ER. I just heard pop, pop, pop. Everybody got up and started running. You said you saw folks picking up the children and running. Grab them by the arm and run. This woman asked me not to show her face. She was in the ER waiting room with a sick loved one. when the. And you get the point there. Pop, pop, pop. Not on the street but in the emergency room area of Jacoby Hospital in the Bronx. Think about that for a second. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. This, as while we are still shocked, I'm still shocked, at the recent shooting of an 11-month-old baby girl in the Bronx, 11-month-old baby girl in the Bronx that spent her first birthday in the hospital in Atlanta, Georgia, a six-month-old baby boy. Six-month-old has been killed by a stray bullet as he sat in the back of his mother's car. The mother was caught between a shootout between two cars, and this happened to be near a school. This is Atlanta's mayor, Andre Dickens. I'm demanding that it stop. We're going to put an end to it. We're about to work day and night on this, as we have been. But this, this hurts. It's a six-month-old child that we've lost. 
six-month-old. We are going to your telephone calls in just a moment. But the political reality is grim. The only shot law-abiding people have is the return of the anti-crime NYPD units. Why? Just Tuesday, technically we'll say today, even though it's technically yesterday, the top legislative leaders in Albany all but declared Mayor Eric Adams' planned plan, that is, to amend the state's uh, controversial bail reform laws, for example, dead on arrival, dead on arrival. It's not going to happen. As of right now, no changes. Even as a top court official testified in Albany that today, that judges, that judges largely agree with Adams' desire to let them lock up dangerous defendants. Let's put a name to the face of the opposition on this. Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins, Democrat of Yonkers, the and Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty, Democrat of the Bronx, you're not getting anything done in New York unless you have their backing, period. They say that they also oppose Eric Adams' efforts to roll back the raise the age law. So why is that important? So that these young thugs that are under 18 can be prosecuted in criminal court. Stuart Cousins took it a step further and says, by giving judges more discretion in setting or denying bail would disproportionately affect, quote, black and brown and poor defendants. So she's concerned about the rights of uh, black and brown defendants and poor people. And so what's the uh, resolution here? We'll just let them kill each other in the streets. And some of us will die in the process. I'm not, I'm not being overly dramatic. This is the reality of the world that we live in. The state's chief administrative judge, Lawrence Marks, also told lawmakers that state judges agree with Eric Adams that they should have greater control over whether to release defendants. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Uh, we're going to start with your phone calls in just one second, but I do want to um, share this information that you, our WABC listeners, following the fatal shooting of NYPD officers Jason Rivera and Wilbert Mora, it is more important than ever, more important than ever, to show our police the support, and respect they deserve. This Friday, 77 WABC is asking all Americans to stand and take a moment of silence for one minute at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to honor true heroes. Police officers Jason Rivera and police officer Wilbert Mora. You can also show your support for officers Rivera and Officer Mora, their families, friends, and all police personnel by heading over to wabcradio.com slash pin, wabcradio.com slash pin, and there you can get your, your pin and take a selfie and post it on your social media with the hashtag 77wabc B to B. That's 77 WABC B to B. And let the world know that you back the blue. That's 77 
wabcradio.com slash pen for a free 77 WABC Back to Blue pen and join 77 WABC in showing your support for the police. Let's start with our telephone calls. Let's uh, begin with Chris in upstate New York. Good morning, Chris. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Chris, are you there? Okay, let's go to uh, to another one of our calls. Where are you calling from? And tell me your name, please. Let's go to another one of our calls. Can we please? Where are you calling from? Tell me your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, Dominicara. My name is Lanford. I'm calling from Bronxville, New York. Okay, go right ahead. Um, yeah, I I was listening to your show last night. I live in East New York, and I lived there for about maybe maybe 40 years. I'm from the Caribbean. I work as a respiratory therapist, and I support stop and freeze 100%. Thank but you. I am so all, glad to hear that. Right. But you have to be under the condition that the police officers that you are sending into Bronxville, they understand who is living in Bronxville. When you send them into Bronxville, Bronxville has a reputation of crime. So they have to understand not everybody in Bronxville is a criminal. So, for example, you're going to Bronxville, you, with the stop and freeze, you cannot go in there with a mindset that you come to solve crime and everybody inside is a criminal. So they have to be trained, and they have to be trained on diversity and understand what, who they are looking for into Bronxville. I live in Bronxville, so I could tell you that up front. They got to be trained to know what they're coming to look for in Bronxville. Okay, but but the only problem with that is I'm sure, like before, these teams will be roving throughout the city. So they're not going to get the opportunity to find out exactly who's who in every community. Exactly, but there was an issue before that some of the cops incentives to live within Bronxville. So I'll just give you one example before I go. I like nice things. I drive a Mercedes-Benz. I get pulled over, and the police tell me there, they just pulled pull me over. They was just checking. I mean, I didn't run a stop sign. I didn't run a red light. I didn't do any. They were just checking. So the point is that I believe that when you're going into those neighborhoods, not every kid that wears his pawns under his bottom or have a hood on his head or is not a criminal. So I believe... It starts with training and knowing who you who you're going to look for in Bronxville, and I believe that. Well, it, it is. I, I hear you about you want the respect of the officers, and and every citizen is it is entitled to be treated uh, fair and, and for their rights to not be violated. I, I guess, as I've said in in past nights, it's going to be. Amounting to threading a a small or sm- putting a piece of thread through a small needle, and so the NYPD. Okay. But right now, my my faith is in the NYPD to get this job done. And so I thank you for the call, and we will see uh, how this is going to uh, play out and what is going to happen. Thank you for the call. We are uh, going to uh, continue to take some of your uh, calls. Let's go to our friend Jennifer. Jennifer is calling from up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Jennifer, are you with me? Yes, I am. Can you hear me? Yes, go right ahead. Thank you, as always, for taking my call, Dominic. And I want to just thank you for paying attention to the important things Um I don't know. Some people, it's not. It's they get bored with it or whatever. But you have such a passion for, um, you know, the right things in life, and um, I just appreciate that. So I just want to say, I want to. I'm going to give you a say. I just want you to know that I, I could, I could never lose my passion for this issue, and 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 here here's why. Um, I, I'm trying. I've been trying to figure out how to say this uh, all day long. But there are some people, and I'm going to give you your say, there are some people that just do not value life. And then when you, when you send the message of, of the criminals have rights and the police don't, this is what happens. Then they'll, then they'll walk in 
and open fire in the middle of an emergency room, and and Jacoby is in a decent neighborhood in the Pelham Bay section of the Bronx. And so, anyway, Jennifer, go ahead, please. No, 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 I I, I understand. Believe me, I'm the same way, Dominic, and that's why I appreciate it because you have a platform and you use it for, for good. And um, if I could just say, um, you're familiar with Boston, Dominic, from your travels yes. here. Yes. Uh, just yet, it was uh, yesterday or the day before in um, uh, that in uh, a small town about uh, maybe not quite 50 miles south of Boston, in a big plaza, a beautiful, relatively upscale plaza, and uh, somebody just shot somebody dead in the in the plaza, like it was nothing. Um, Things like that never happen around here, you know, in that area. Wow. Not at all. Um, and you look at what's happening. Uh, there, there was a woman in Milwaukee, was it, that she didn't like a French fries, and she waited for the for the uh, employee to come out of the fast food restaurant and shot him. Um, you look at what's happening with that poor officer in Houston um, being just literally just, again, just assassinated on the side of the road. And um, all within a couple of days, just story after story after story, and last but not least, of course, the officers in New York City. And I don't, as I've said before, I don't know what it will take for people to awaken from this uh, apathetic slumber they're in, because to me that's the time that encompasses what I seem to see. It's people that are very apathetic and very just content to stay in their little bubble, and they want other people to do the heavy lifting. They're all upset about it, but no one will do anything about it. So I just ask people, as I've said before in your program, use your voice. Use If, if you're able to get out and protest, protest. You know, that's the one thing you've got to give it to the left on. They, they, get, they organize and they protest. So where is the protest for what's right and just in this world? And we need to be a voice for the voiceless, for those who have had their voice taken from them. So thanks, as always, Dominic. And um, I just appreciate everything you do. I truly do. And I wish you were on the air more. (laughs) Well, thank you. That's very, very kind of you to say. Thank you, Jennifer. And stay uh, stay safe in in Boston. In a moment, I've got to uh, take a break. But first, let's go to Pete. Pete is joining us this morning from Staten Island. Good morning, Pete. You're on Talk Radio 77, WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Yeah, just want to chime in. I'm going to try to make it out Friday to St. Patrick's Cathedral for the Wonderful. funeral of that police Wonderful. officer Wonderful. to support them. And I urge everybody else to do it, too. Wonderful. Wonderful. I'm really glad to hear that because words have to back up uh, what we're saying. And we've got to send a a signal that we are going to support our our police, Pete. Bottom line, was there something else you wanted to say before I move on? Well, yeah, and I'm going to try to find out where the other officer will be, and I want to try to make it there, too. Fantastic. Like and I just hope that the weather uh, cooperates and that we don't have any storm, but I don't care. I'll be there. Rain, snow, or shine. <laughs> okay? Right. All right. right Thank right. you for the great show that you have. Well, well, thank you, thank you. Let's now go from uh, Staten Island to the Bronx, uh, to, to the Bronx, to Brooklyn, I mean to say. Let's say good morning to Larry. Larry, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yeah, hi, Dominic. First, I have to congratulate you for doing what nobody else did, and that's singling out these legislators. I was waiting for somebody to do that, okay? Tremendous honor to you. Now, I also want to make a very, very important point, okay, because these crimes that were committed in the last month in character and substance were worse than what occurred in all of the Blasio administration. And if people think it was coincidence, I want to disabuse them of that, okay? The reason that these terrible, terrible crimes happened is because we've reached the point, okay, that we've reached a low point where simply the expectation of peop- of, 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 peop- of the thugs, of the worst part of society, of what's going to come out from a black mayor has, is, is so is so negative. In other words, they, they, they think that because a mayor is black, there's no way he's going to do anything of a remedial nature. That's why these things happen, okay? So the burden is, is it's just, to put it mildly, is on Eric Adams to prove them wrong, okay? But they may know something we don't, Dominic. Well, 
it's in it's in Adams' uh, interest to crack down. No mayor, and you know, and and I have to go back to De Blasio. You know, he he's out of office in Park Slope now, relaxing, and. And we've all been left holding the bag. I, I thank you for the call. Eric Adams, uh, I, I strongly believe, is going to crack down. And you mentioned uh, him being a mayor of color. And uh, it is my belief that as a mayor of color, he can really crack down. And he won't have to deal with, for the most part, the charge of racism. He may, he may lose some support within his base but at this point, so be it, when you can't even go to an emergency room. Folks, I want you to think about that for a second. What happened a few hours ago in the emergency room area of Jacoby? Now, it may have been a targeted hit. These guys may have exchanged words with each other. But that's the world that we live in. And we are back. Good morning. The New York City Police Commissioner Keyshawn Sewell said in a statement, and I'm quoting here, it's with great sadness I announced the passing of police officer Wilbert Mora. Wilbert is three times a hero for choosing a life of service, for sacrificing his life to protect others, for giving life, even in death, through organ donation. Our heads are bowed and our hearts are heavy. And Mora, 27 years old, died at NYU Langone uh, Medical Center, where he was transferred Sunday from Harlem Hospital. Fellow officer, 22-year-old Jason Rivera, was shot alongside Mora, while responding to that 911 call of a domestic dispute Friday between a Harlem woman and her ex-con son, Rivera's funeral is Friday at St. Patrick's Cathedral. The wake is Thursday. And Pat Lynch, the president of the PBA, said, quote, true heroes never die. True heroes never die. And that's certainly going to be the case for these two officers. Mayor Adams, a former police captain himself, says he believes everyone needs to see the body cam video, the actual murder of these two police officers, of course, with the uh, permission of their families. And so as the city is dealing with this situation there's the chaotic video which captures the shooting at Jacoby in the ER area where people go to for help and and this is this is occurring and there are lawmakers in Albany telling me about or telling us about protecting the rights and yes everybody's rights have got to be protected but what part are you not seeing? These animals are opening fire in an emergency room. And you're telling me about protecting rights? Are we serious? Let's go to John in Manhattan. Uh, good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. First off, may, may God rest and and preserve the souls and, and of those young officers and may their families have some peace in their lives, which I don't think they ever will. I mean, it's just brutal. Listen, Dominic, I listen to you. You're a smart guy. Adams is making a mistake. He's not going to implement the stop and frisk the way Giuliani did. He's going to ha- listen. The whole purpose of the stop and Dominic, you're a smart guy. You've been in the street. You've been in the courts. You've been around. You've been in the hood. And you know, and you know like I know, the whole purpose of stop and frisk is to infiltrate the gangs and get inside. These guys are going to have tags, hats, badges. That's not going to work, Dominic. He's going to get more cops killed. 
if, somebody's if got that's to what they're going to have, John, gotta, if that's what yes, they're going is. to have, yes, then, then, then I agree with you. Then I agree yes. with you. Dominic, that's exactly what he said. They're going to have NYPD hats, they're going to have badges, and they're going to have ID cards. That's not how you infiltrate these drugs, these thugs, Dominic. I got to tell you something, Dominic. There's a guy in my neighborhood, and he works for Greyhound Buses in Port Authority. And he's one of these guys that when the bus comes in, he opens the bottom and helps people pull their luggage out. He told me that once a month, these duffel bags come in from down south on these buses that five men have to carry them to black cars with black windows, and everybody gets $100. It's not going to work if these guys have tags, badges, and hats. Right. Well, well, John, I, I believe that their badges should be disguised a, as they were in the past, uh, uh, you know, a, around a chain on their neck. Some some form of identification once they have stopped you, once they have stopped you, the key part uh, that they have got to be able. And, and you're correct, John, if if they're going to be fully uh, identified in the units, then you might as well not even waste your time. Because what 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 did the the rapper say? Uh, Flavor Flavor, uh, one of the songs. He said nine one one is a joke, right? If you're gonna have NYPD officers, plainclothes officers, wearing hats and fully identified, then it's a joke. Then don't please don't put their lives on the line by having them walk out there, and and and, and the thugs know who they are, but but before they arrive. No one wants to walk into a situation like that. We need the element of surprise. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Audrey. I believe you want to make a comment about the mother of the uh, slain uh, suspect. Audrey, are you with me? Something's wrong with this whole situation because it's Wait, wait, Audrey, time. wait, wait. So start over. I couldn't hear you in the beginning. Say again what you say. Okay, I'll start from the beginning. I had a comment yesterday, but I wasn't able to get on. But it's disturbing that this mother did not say anything. It's, it's just something's wrong, even though her son is saying he didn't have no mental problems. Mental problems, we all have the problems. But something should happen. Someone should be questioning her because these officers, to me, were put into a, what they call it a setup or whatever the heck it is. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't think, Audrey, I don't think she had anything to do. I don't think she knew what was going to happen. But but I have to be honest with you, and, and you just pulled this out of me because I didn't want to say this on the radio, but I think that she should be charged with something. I really do. And the reason why I feel it's, yeah, I mean, Audrey, I can't say everything that I want to say. <laughs> Believe me, I can't say everything that I want to say about this situation. But Audrey, you know what time it is. She yeah, called the cops, and then, I'm gonna let you have your say. She called the cops, and then the cops come, and then she doesn't want the cops to to to, Thank if you. you will, beat up her son. So Thank she you. withholds information, and this Thank nut you. job shoots. Oh, please don't call names. I can't take the name calling. I know you. Okay, but but Audrey. Thing. Okay, so what what would you call them then? What would you call them? <laughs> I'm asking you. And remember, we're on the radio, so you can't use the term. What would you call the guy that did what he did to these officers? Uh, I don't okay. even like saying his name. But it's just, I keep hearing it's, it's the thugs, of, and it's sort of directed to one group of people. Um, thugs are, 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 I don't know what a thug is because um, I'm not a gangster, but what I, I'm tired of hearing is how. Eric Adams is wrong, or this person is wrong. Nothing's wrong yet because he hasn't had time to do anything. And he did not say the officers are going to wear um, badges. They're going to be under clothes, and I, I, I'm down no, with he that. Did, but he did say, badges. Audrey, they're going to be clearly identified. He did say that. Okay, he with, the badge, say that. with the badge. With the badge. But whatever, and I mean, and whatever. if they're clearly identified, the call is correct, then, then it's not going to work. But I do thank you for the call, Audrey. Let's go to uh, Mario, who's uh, calling from Brooklyn to Manhattan. Good morning, Mario. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, sir. Uh, think back. Uh, tactical Patrol Force, the Fort Tour. Do you recall that, Dominic, when they had that working in the 70s? 
and they worked at 6 to 2 a.m., and they went out, and they never said where they were going to send these officers. Right, And they were the tactical patrol force. When they went into an area, they canvassed it, and they went into areas where they could stop at will and frisk. Now, you had a gentleman talk earlier on that he was stopped with his car, and he didn't do anything, and he wanted to know why. Well, Riding around in the radio, radio uh, RMP, radio motor patrol car, or tr- police car, they may hear something over the radio, and the description comes over the air. So just by chance, they may see something that resembles what they just heard, the cops in the car. So, of course, they're going to stop that car or that individual, not necessarily to harass and intimidate them, but to Say, hey, listen, uh, we'd like to ask you, do you have any idea or no, what Mario, are you doing? Or Mario, why? I, I, I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you in what you're saying. But the flip side of that, what the caller was yeah. saying, and, yeah. and I understand it a little bit. What the caller was saying, frankly, was when you're a black man driving a yeah. nice vehicle, that that alone is suspicion to pull you over. My, my position see. is simple here. In in the in the for the short term, in terms of what's going on, we're, we're going to have to deal with things like that. We're going to have to tolerate it because the police have to get control of this situation. It's as simple as that. Did you want to say anything else before in, I move on? Yes, yes, you have to instill a little bit of fear. You can't make nice with these guys because they're subhuman. You know that they have no feeling. They're I, high I agree on drugs. With you on that. They don't care. Okay? Thank you. I agree with you on that. Let's go to our friend Dominic, who's calling from Wapping Just Fall. Good morning, Dominic. I love your first name. Hi. How you doing, my Italian brother? How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, and I and I hope you're doing well as well, Dominic. And I appreciate the last time that we called um what you were explaining to me on the issue of uh, mental illness, and I explained my situation. But go ahead. Yes, and uh, I want to congratulate you on your numbers of your show. You should oh, be on you. days because your show is awesome. I, I, I fall asleep when I listen to Giuliani and uh, and uh, Sean, Sean Hannity. All they do is talk, 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 and they don't let anybody else talk. I'm, that's just my opinion. I think you're the best on this radio well, show thank right you. now. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Thank you. Now, I I don't know if you know this, but there is a war going on. There is a war going on, and I heard it from the Black Lives Matter uh, leader of New York City. He said there's going to be bloodshed in the streets if they go back to policing the way they police. He was right. This is what's happening now. Uh, There is going to be bloodshed, and it's going to get worse. Uh, My brother-in-law was an undercover cop, and there's a reason why they're called undercover. When you stop putting a bullseye on, on, on the cops, they have no chance in hell of, of getting their, their uh, uh, you know, their, their job done. And if I was a police officer, there would be no way I would, I would ever accept that. And I would just, I would, I would retire or find a different, different line of work because they're going to be targets. They are targets now and it's going to get worse. And as far as the mother's concerned, I disagree with you, Dom. That, that was her son. That was her son. It probably hurt her to know what kind of an animal she wa- he was. So I-, I think you should go a little bit easier on, on, on the okay, poor lady. Okay, but, but, but Dominic, but, but Dominic, but Dominic, I, I understand she's a mother, and I understand as much as a man can understand a mother's pain, but she involved those police officers, and they lost their life. I, no, and, I, and, and, I go ahead, go but ahead. I, I honestly believe the woman didn't know what to do. Listen, you went through it, and I, and my mom went through it, and it hurt. I, I could see the hurt in my mom's eyes, you know, with, with, with my brother. And she didn't know what to do. You know, this is an old lady that's trying to, trying, to, trying to protect her son. She doesn't want to see her son die, and I'm sure she didn't want to see the police officers die. So my heart okay, goes so then, so then if you don't want to see if you don't want to see your son die, don't call the police. I mean, 
I mean, well, you, you can, all I'm saying, Dominic, is you, you can't have it both ways. You can't involve these police officers, and you know that your son is a madman. And right. I find it, I'm just being honest, Dominic, I find it hard to believe that she didn't know he had weapons. How well, could she you know not what? know? And, and, and you're right, because when, when my brother was flipping out and all that, my father had guns, and my older brother took the guns out of the house. He, get, he get, got rid of the guns. Because they didn't. Luckily, my brother wasn't violent. He was just, he was just schizophrenia. So he wasn't violent. And this poor lady, somebody should have reached out to help her. And I'm sure he was on drugs. Now, I agree I'm with you sure. on that. I agree with you on that. I, 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 I don't know. Was he on drugs? Was he under psychiatric care? I mean, we got to look at the whole picture. And uh, to me, I just, I just feel for the lady because I, I know what my mom went through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I, mean, I, 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 uh, I, I, I thank you. I thank you very much, Dominic, for the uh, call. Let's go to uh, to the Bronx and let's say good morning to Joan. Joan, you're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Oh, Dominic, I just had to call you tonight. First, if I may, I want to thank you for all you do, and especially for your honesty and how much you care. You're so appreciated. But thank what you. I wanted to mention was that these crimes are really hitting home and nobody is immune anymore. You always think it's the person next door. I was just at Jacoby a few days ago and at that exact time, and Jacoby is not even in a bad neighborhood. It's the right, absolute wild west out there. Everybody's at risk it, now. It's really, right, Jacoby, really hitting home. Right, Jacoby is in the community of Pelham Bay in the Bronx, and that's an upscale, affluent community of uh, of very nice homes, I would say on average uh, $500,000 homes and up and up. And this happened at, at Jacoby. So you're right, Joan, it could happen anywhere. It's, it's, and it's something really has hitting to everybody now. It's, it's just yeah. horrible. But thank you for all you do and for, for caring so much. How's little Eva and Carter? Oh, thank you for asking about my grandkids. My grandkids are well. Uh, I was in Rhode Island over the weekend, spending some time with them, and and they're getting uh, they're getting bigger by the day. But but I, but I'm Joan. I'm I'm at a dilemma. I really am. I don't want my daughter. I don't want my son. I don't want my wife. I don't want my grandkids. Nowhere near this city. Nowhere near New York City. It's too dangerous. Yeah. It's that's just honestly how I feel. And it breaks my heart to have to say that because I'm a native New Yorker and I never thought that I would be the type to say that uh, the city that I grew up in, because uh, having, having traveled the world as I've done, I have literally, literally come back. This was in 1988 after traveling to the Persian Gulf and, and Japan and, and, and almost every city and state in America covering the presidential campaign. And every, every few months I would get uh, a day off uh, where I could fly back home to New York or a weekend off. And I have literally, upon landing in New York, literally bent down at Newark Airport, at LaGuardia Airport, and kissed the ground. That's how happy I was to be back home after being on the road for months at a time. But but I just I just don't understand what's happening in our city. Thank you for the call, Joan. Let's go to Linda. Linda's calling from Long Island. Good morning, Linda. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hi, Dom. Um, do you remember, I think, was it last night? I really don't remember. Last night, the night before, I called you about this, and you said you didn't think that the mother uh, did anything wrong. Um, and tonight, well, I, that, I don't think I said exactly that, Linda. No, 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 I think... no, 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 I not exactly. That's what I want to say. Now, you okay. got this call before. Now, you made a comment because I agree with you completely. Okay, now, you um, you said, you again, you you did say something tonight um, that I don't think you said, I quote, I don't think the mother did anything wrong. But then you said, I think she should be charged. Um, let me finish, okay, because um, I was thinking, really thinking about this for a while since this happened. Um, I don't think that she can be charged, but I think that they should be looking at the 911 um, call tape, and I think they should be looking into it 
just so it doesn't happen again to other Agreed. young officers. Not the, not for this one. I think maybe she actually subconsciously wanted to get rid of him. Why would she call him like that? And then whatever call, but she knows it's not the first time she knew about his guns. She knew all about him, and she called the police. She wasn't being held hostage. There was Linda, no reason. The, the, the first thing she no should have said to, to those three officers is that my son is a gun fanatic. But see, she wasn't going to say that because that would completely uh, turn the situation from zero to a thousand. And she didn't want that type of situation. She should have said, my, my son is a gun fanatic and he thinks he's God. That would have alerted the officers right then and there. We need to call for backup. Slow down. Let's wait until further backup gets here because we don't know what we're walking into. Okay, Dom. Okay. What she, I think I feel really terrible about these young officers, but I also think, I don't know if that, they were trained like that, but I think they were also naive because they just walked into it. I don't think you do it like that. You just walk into it that you okay, could be but, shot but, but, like but that Linda, but, but Linda, but 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 it sounds like they did everything by the book. They question one party, and then they have to go question the other party, and the third officer stays with the first party. They had no idea upon opening that door what was going to be on the other side. We we can't blame them for that. I mean, no, no, I'm not blaming them. I feel really okay. bad for them. They would. I don't think this is the correct way to train. You know, to have them do things. They got killed. I mean, that's disgusting. I don't want. I remember. You remember that when those two cops were killed, they were just sitting in the patrol car now yes. on the street. Remember that was yes. disgusting. That was really one. Of the, when I heard that, I said, "This is. They're just doing their job. They're just sitting there. They, you know, I said they go after somebody. And they do this and that. They don't mind their own business. And and that nutcase, I think, came from another state." And he went and just killed them, just like that, for no reason. Yes, I believe from now, Baltimore, these two Maryland. Should have been Brooklyn. I think right. they should have been much more careful. They should have had some more protection and not just run in there and, and got themselves. I feel that way. But, they got themselves killed. But, they but should remember, not run in. But remember, but I said Jacqueline. I'm going to Jacqueline next. Linda, remember, they're, they're on a routine call. You know, they're on a routine call. And, you know, again, it, it, it is just my I, – I don't want to second-guess a Monday morning quarterback. I thank you for the call, Linda. But I do feel that the mother should have said at the door, my son is a gun fanatic, and he thinks he's God. That would have said to the officers, whoa, 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 so let's slow this down. Uh, uh, let's get some backup here. Let's let's let let's 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 we we may be dealing with an emotionally disturbed person. Uh, uh, let's let's get uh, an EDP. Let let's get a sergeant on location. Let's slow this down. Let's before I take a break. Let's go to Jacqueline in Brooklyn. Good morning, Jacqueline. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. Good morning, Dominic. Um, I just want to say I think your last caller, Linda, and the caller before that, Dominic, um, didn't have the whole picture and all of the information about the details of what occurred. Uh, from what I understand, from what I heard on the news reports, first of all, that Cretan's mother was a correction officer. So if that is true, she should have, as a, a, a fellow law enforcement professional, known how to handle the situation a little bit better. And at the bare minimum, she had a moral obligation as a human being to inform those officers, my son has a, a past. Uh, history, <clears throat> excuse me, he has a, a criminal history, he's got some mental issues, he had locked himself in a bedroom, Agreed. so that's Agreed. what those, that's what that uh, last caller maybe wasn't aware of. So they had no other alternative. They were put in a situation where they had to go to that bedroom, but if, she, if the mother had warned them right. and had right. better prepared them right. of what they were about to deal with and going into, as you correctly stated, Dominic, they would, I'm sure the situation would have been handled very differently, and hopefully they would have both been alive now instead of, uh, unfortunately, so tragically losing their lives the way they did. 22 and 27 years old. Terrible. And, 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 and I, I thank you. I thank you for your call. Just simply saying, and I mean, who knows? Maybe she did, but I don't think she did. All the mother had to say is my son is a gun fanatic and he thinks he's God. 
That's all she had to say. And I'm sure any officer would have said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's get some backup in here before we go approach this man. So that they're not walking into a horrible situation. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And we are back. I still can't. It's hard to even comprehend what's happened uh, in Atlanta, uh, Georgia. Six-month-old baby boy killed by a stray bullet, the second child uh, this year. As he sat in the back of his mother's car, the mother was caught between a shootout between two cars And this happened uh, near a school. And then, of course, we have the situation of a man whipping out a gun and shooting a patient in Jacoby Hospital's emergency room. This is in a a great area of the Bronx, meaning uh, being from the Bronx, I I would say Riverdale is number one. Pelham Bay is number two. And this is uh, practically in the Pelham Bay section of the Bronx that consists of private homes. And this happened in the emergency room. And to think that someone is just going to pull out a gun and open fire. And the lawmakers in Albany are telling me about protecting civil rights right now. Civil rights. When someone opens fire in the middle of a hospital emergency room. And this is the world that we are dealing with today. The the environment that we find ourselves in. Let's go to uh, Steve in Manhattan. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, big Dom and... Um... Jacoby Hospital actually sits in no man's land. It straddles four neighborhoods. The only time I was in Jacoby Hospital, I was a teenager, and all I heard on the PA system, folks, was gunshot wounds coming in. Gunshot wounds. That's all I heard in the PA system. And uh, the thing I like to tell people, this murdering rampage has been going on since the 60s. I'll mention two names, Joanne Chesimar and Willie Morales with no hands. Both of them are currently living in Cuba. They escaped from prison. Figure that one out. The folks, this is the bottom line. The politicians in this area, New York, New Jersey, they want this crime to take place. I know it's hard for people to deal with this. They have to come up with, you know, you know fairy tales with Soros and, and all kinds of media is doing it. No, these are individuals are making choices, whether they're politicians or they're criminals outside in the street. They want to destroy this area. The hard left, just remember these words, loves human misery, Okay. Police officers are well-trained. I'm sure those two young guys were well-trained, but remember, the criminal always has the advantage because the criminal will attack unprovoked, okay? Let's let's look at it that way. Those guys probably well-trained guys. And the okay. thing is... All right, well, Steve, okay. Steve I, I got you. I got you. It's just that I'm running out of time, and I have a lot of calls. And joining me right now is Frank Morano, so I have to step in. Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Frank. Good what morning, you Dominic. Uh, we got a great show for you coming up. The next four hours are going to be quite interesting. We're going to be... Obviously covering the issue you've been covering of uh, this uh, horrible news of crime in general in New York City and this latest police officer to die. Uh, But uh, we're going to get into what's happening on the international scene. It is getting pretty bleak on the Russia-Ukraine front. And uh, we're going to talk with an American diplomat, former American diplomat, who's one of the greatest thinkers, I think, alive when it comes to Russia, George Beebe. He's going to join me at 430 we're going to talk space. There's a ton of, of things happening in space. I'm going to be joined for the 1 o'clock hour by Dr. Sky, Steve Cates. He's a, a fan favorite with our listeners. He'll take questions, and uh, we're going to get a, a whole bunch of other tricks up my sleeve as well for the next four hours. So it should certainly be fun, but also informative. Frank Morano and Dominic Carter here with you. Frank is taking over in three minutes at the top of the hour. Let's go back to the telephone calls to Tom and Flushing. Good morning, Tom. You're on with Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I want to talk about the uh, street crime unit versus the new neighborhood stabilization teams. But first, I just want to give a shout-out to Cardinal Dolan. It looks like he took up uh, the call from the PBA President Lynch that he'd like to see more than just uh, blue shirts on Fifth Avenue uh, for the uh, the funeral and the wake on Thursday and Friday. And uh, that's carrying the tradition of 
Cardinals uh, throughout the history of uh, the New York Archdiocese, and I'm proud of them for doing that. Uh, the second thing is my son was in the, uh, the street crime unit for four years in a very busy precinct in the Bronx. Wow. And uh, wow. when he's talking, when the mayor's talking about he's modifying the street crime unit, from what I've seen so far, he's not modifying it. He's actually neutering that unit, Donald. He's, uh, he's, he's, he's cops now are going to be wearing clothes that uh, are going to identify them pretty clearly. Uh, this is to answer some uh, complaints that they would jump out of their cars and people wouldn't know who they were or what they were doing. But these guys are the Marines of the police department. They put themselves in danger every night. They put themselves between the guns and the bad guys Absolutely. and the citizens of the city. Absolutely. And, and, and if you've ever, and Tom, I want you to continue. It, hey, Tom, if you've ever seen them in action, then you know that they are very good at what they do. Please continue. Yes. Yes. Uh, you know, one of the things, Don, Mick, is uh, the new guys that are coming in, if you saw the uh, the requirements that they're looking for, these guys aren't going to look anything like the uh, the traditional street crime cops. These these cops were uh, were real go-getters. You know, they, they were out there doing the job. And the new guys coming in, they're looking at their medical leave. And, you know, some of these cops, you know, they, they're getting involved uh, when they're in the street crime unit. They were involved in altercations in the street with people that they're arresting. And they might not, they may have some medical leave. Uh, sometimes the press, right. in order to get back well, at the cops, they... Uh, they I, I have to step in. I, I apologize, but, but I'm completely out of time. We can continue this tomorrow. I will see you folks again tomorrow. Same time, same station. I hope that you will join us. But the best of radio is coming up right now. The other side of midnight. Frank Morano, right here at Talk Radio 77, WABC. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working... The HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.